let there be no strife, I pray thee between me and thee, and between my herdman and thy herdman, for we be brethren. Is not the whole lamb before thee separate thyself? I pray thee from me, if thou wilt take the left hand, that I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plains of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Watch this in your Bible. Even as the garden of the Lord, like the hand of Egypt, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan. Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. Verse 13, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. After they got separated, God began to show Abraham the blessings that he's going to give him, and he did that in the latter part of church, chapter number 13. Turn over, if you will, now to the book of Genesis. You can be seated. Turn over to the book of uh, Genesis in chapter number 19. Chapter 19. I'll read some verses there, and then we'll pray and try to give you what the Lord's laid on my heart. I feel like it's not ready, but he said preach it, so I'm going to preach it. In Genesis chapter number 19, verse 1. We fast forwarded now. A, uh, Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom. He looked. He lingered. Then he started living in Sodom and Gomorrah. He started out with looking at Sodom and Gomorrah. Young people, if I don't say it later on, be careful where you're looking because if you, don't, if you linger where you're looking, you're going to start living where you had first looked. Wherever you set your face toward, that's where your feet will take you. Y'all might as well say amen. Make sure you know where you're looking. He started out pitching his tent toward Sodom and Gomorrah. Every day he went to bed, last thing he saw was what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. Every morning he got up, the first thing he saw in the morning was Sodom and Gomorrah. It wasn't long, he started living there. We'll deal with him in a little bit. But in Genesis in chapter number 19, where we're going to begin reading in verse number 1, now judgment is going to fall because the men, uh, in, in the last verse we read, chapter 13, the men are ex wicked, sinners before the Lord. So in chapter 19, verse number 1, there came two angels of Sodom at even. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing him, rose up, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed him safe with, his, bowed with his face toward the ground, and he said, Behold, now my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they say, said, Nay. But we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them, talking about them two angels that God sent down there to check out Sodom and deliver Lot. And verse 3, and he pressed upon them greatly and they turned in unto him and entered into his house and he made them a feast. 
and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. He brought them into his house, and he made them a feast, and did break unleavened bread, and they did eat. Verse 4. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round about. Both old and young, all the people, did y'all see that? From every quarter, and they called unto the lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into this night, to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them, shut the door after him and said, I pray you, watch what he calls them, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you and do you them, do you to them as it is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, Stand back. <clears throat> and, they, and they said, Stand back. And they said again, This one fellow came into sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. And now will we deal worse with thee than with them? And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men, that is the angel, angelic beings that God sent down there, the men put forth their hand pulled Lot into the house to them, shut to the door, and they smote the men that were at the door of the house of blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. They're still trying to find the door. They're still going after the door. They're still wanting to get, they're blind, and they still want to get after the sin. Verse 12, and the, and the men said unto Lot, hast thou here any? Besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. We will destroy this place because the cry of them is wax great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Lot went out, spake unto his sons-in-laws, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of the place. For the Lord will destroy this city. But watch this. But he's seen as one that mocked unto a son-in-law. He done lost his testimony, lost his witness. Verse 15. And when the morning rose, the angels hastened unto Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife. There's two angels. Upon his hand, upon the hand of his wife, and the other one, Got one hand of the daughter, another hand of the daughter upon the hands of the two daughters, and the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought them forth and set them without the city. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain, escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight. And thou hast magnified thy mercy which thou hast shewed unto me in saving my life. I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold now, this city is near to thee to flee unto. It is a little one. I preach a message on little things in the Bible to get us in a whole lot of trouble. That's one of them. Oh, let me escape thither. Is not is it not a little one in my soul shall live? And he said unto him, Say, see, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also that I will not overthrow this city for which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape hither, for I cannot do anything. I like this. 
till thou be come hither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. You ought to write inside of your Bible between, between verse 16 all the way down to verse number 22, picture of the rapture. Amen. Verse, verse number 23, the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar, and the Lord reigned upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven, and he overthrew the cities and all the plains and the inhabitants of cities that which grew upon the ground, but as, verse 26, but his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Father, we love you today. Pray you'd help me to preach and the power of the Holy Ghost give us liberty to preach. Help, Lord, bring all this together. And I pray, God, you set a guard at my mouth of thy word and let nothing be said that shouldn't be said. Everything that needs to be said, be said. Give us wisdom and understanding. Call to remember everything you'd have us to preach. I pray to accomplish in every heart. You said your word would not return void but would accomplish what you sent it to do. Lord, we pray you'd have your way. Thank you, Lord, for the crowd that's here tonight. We love you and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to preach tonight, if the Lord will help me, on sin does not quit. Sin doesn't quit. I want you to notice the setting of the text. The saint who slid backward in our text. But before we get to the, the person that I want to mention tonight, Lot, I want you to think about the place, Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible said in chapter number 13 that when Lot pitched his tent toward there, it said, but the men of Sodom were wicked sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Lasciviousness. No city or group has of people have ever been pictured by God as what he thinks and will deal how he punishes sin. In fact, if you were to go all the way back over here to the vestibule of the end times, to the book of Jude, you'd find out he, said, he reminds us of what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. He says, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Hell rained down on Sodom and Gomorrah out of heaven. Brimstone, fire rained down. And God said, I'm going to punish sin. I'm going to punish wickedness by eternal fire. And I'm going to remind you, I'm going to set Sodom and Gomorrah as an example of how I'm going to punish sin eternally. Did y'all see that in the King James Bible? Do we agree with that? There's no other city that God has used as an example of what God is going to do in judgment against wickedness. Are y'all, are you? It's their sin was persistent sin. It was ongoing sin. You see it in the attitude of the man. I mean, the angels strike them blind and they're still trying to find the door. Oh my, I mean, craving wickedness, craving sin. That's what happens when sin starts to rule over a city. Sin begins to get in people's life. Now, I'm not trying to be, I, I just want to tell you this, when Buddha Jeb, whatever his name is, when that nutcase ran for president and every preacher in America wasn't standing up against that crowd, when two men is standing there trying to run for president in this country, 
God help a nation that has got so comfortable with sin that nobody's crying out against it. Every preacher ought to cry out against the sin of sodomy. Amen. That's wicked and ungodly. And all y'all ought to say amen. There ought to be so much shouting in here I can't even preach. It's wrong. It's wicked. It ain't right. It's against God. Somebody say amen. Now I know all unrighteousness is sin. I know that nobody, nobody can get to heaven without being made righteous. And the only way we can be made righteous is to have faith in Christ. So it's not sin necessarily that sends us to hell. It's being a sinner is why we're going to hell. And sin is what we do because we're a sinner. And if we'll ever get saved, somebody ought to say amen and believe on Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what gives us our ticket to heaven. Would y'all agree with that? But God names sin. He lists sin. All unrighteousness is sin, in sin. I mean, liars are in hell and drunkards are in hell. Uh, adulterers are in hell. Uh, thieves are in hell. But they're in hell because they did not believe on Jesus Christ and get saved out of that sin. Would y'all agree with that? He's, I, know, I know God is going to deal with sin and he's going to deal with it by fire and it's going to be an eternal fire. And God set the example on how he dealt with Sodom and Gomorrah. It's a wicked, ungodly sin. Amen. I know it's more sin than just sodomy, but it's wicked. I'm going to tell you why it's so wicked. It's rebelling, not, it's rebelling against the sovereign design that God set up. It wasn't, it wasn't just wickedness and disobedience. It was absolute rebellion against God's sovereign design. Everything that God made and said it was good, he made it male and female, and he made it to reproduce itself. As far as I know, if you're a country boy, two women can't have a kid, and two men can't have a kid, and somebody ought to say amen. That's right, preacher. Preach on, preacher. Man, y'all awful quiet being independent Baptist church. I don't know what in the world's going on. Y'all listen to this preacher. Amen. The sin of sodomy was prevalent. It was pugnacious. It was, but more than that, it was punishable. And God is coming down and God is going to judge Sodom and Gomorrah and he's going to set it up as a monument of an example of what God is going to do and he's going to remind us in Jude. He said, just like Sodom and Gomorrah suffered the vengeance of eternal fire, that's what I'm going, how I'm going to deal with sin. Are, are y'all listening to? So when we look at the setting of the text, we're looking at the land, the people that God is dealing with, the wickedness, the lasciviousness that they lived in. I want you to look at this man named Lot. How in the world did it get so bad that Lot is living in Sodom and Gomorrah? There's a lot of things went on, Brother, uh, Brother Scott, I believe. But Lot started out, the Bible tells us Lot lingered around. And, and, and I, I do want to make, this, make this known, but in case I don't mention it later on, he, will, he failed in his devotions. Nowhere in this Bible do you ever find that Lot built his own altar. You're headed down the wrong path when you quit praying like you ought to be praying. 
And I hear all this stuff. I talked with a man the other day. He said, preacher, I feel like I'm so far away from God. I said, man, how, how, much, how much you been praying? He said, none. I said, there's your answer. I said, how much you been reading your Bible? He said, none. He said, listen to it once in a while riding down the road. I said, how? He said, I look at it once in a while on my phone. And I know your phone's handy and man, it's easy to pull up. But you know and I know that you can't read your Bible on your phone like you need to because text messages and notifications and all that stuff pops up. You can't focus on your Bible. Might as well say amen, preacher. If if we want to know what's wrong with our spiritual temperature, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with our spiritual temperature. How wrong? What's wrong with us is we failed in our devotions individually as a family. And God help us if we want to be close to God. We got. I don't want to end up as a saint like Lot headed in the wrong direction, raising my family up comfortably around wickedness. And the only way I can prevent it, Brother Scott, I've got to be faithful in my devotions. But Lot got in a mess because he failed in his devotions. Would y'all at least agree with that? Can you say amen? Listen, he never built an altar. No, he worshiped at Abraham's altar, I know he's saved. The Bible reminds us if, if it wasn't for what's written in the New Testament, we'd say Lot was lost. But God said he was righteous and living in that crowd vexed his righteous soul daily. God done told us, amen, in the New Testament, we've got all the evidence. We're comparing scripture to scripture. Lot don't look saved, but he is saved. He belongs to the Lord. He just never built his own altar. I wonder how long it's been since we've even been to a prayer closet. I wonder how long it's been since you've been to your prayer place. I wonder if any of us even have a regular time to pray before God. We'll schedule everything in our schedule, put it on our calendar, make sure it gets done, but we ain't praying like we need to be praying. You ought to put prayer on there. Somebody help me out. I told that boy, I told to, I said, look, if you'll pull along, pull along and just pray, just pray. I'm just, you ought to pray more than this, but pray 30 minutes a day uninterrupted, alone and apart from anything and anybody. Just get help from God. It will change your life. Do it for a month. And if you feel like that it ain't helped you none, and I said, on top of that, read three chapters a day. I know it might be hard to give God 15 minutes, but I mean, my God, he gave us 24 hours. Somebody say amen. And if you'll just read three chapters a day and pray for 30 minutes a day, if it don't help you in one month's time, I'll pay you for your time, whatever you say is worth. It will help every individual Christian if we can be faithful in our devotion. How did it get so bad? Well, he failed in his devotions. Would y'all say amen there? He had fleshly desires. He failed in his fleshly desires. He's a chooser that became a loser. He had a TV problem. Now, not the kind of TV that you and problem that you and I have, and all y'all might as well admit it. Here's the kind of TV problem he had. He had tunnel vision. He saw only what he could prosper and only what position he could gain. Y'all know I'm right. He had a tent view problem. He pitched his tent towards Sodom. You ought not be looking a sin in the face every single day. 
He had a tempting vexation problem. He, when he started living there, it vexed his righteous soul daily to the point that he let his guard down and let his own daughters marry men in the city because he had son-in-laws. Am I right about that? He had a tempting vice, a tempting vexation at least. How did it get so bad? He desired them possessions. You say, preacher, how do you, why do you say that? Well, here's what he said. Lot lifted up his eyes in, in Genesis chapter 13, verse 10 and 11. And he saw all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as a garden of the Lord. So here's what he said. He said, I see a good place that'll be prosperous for being a shepherder, uh, for raising cattle and raising sheep. He said, that's, that's the place I want. I don't want this other place. I want down there that's where it's well watered. He was more interested about possessions and raising cattle than he was like pleasing God and raising children. You know what you ought to do? You know what you ought to do before you ever move somewhere? You ought to make sure you got a church to go to. Somebody say amen. God help us. I know. I know. Amen. I, I, I don't. I like it when folks move in here. That means we get to get them in our church. Amen. Amen. He wanted a position. According to Genesis in chapter number 19 and verse number 1, when, when the angels went in there, the Bible says Lot sat at the gate of Sodom. That's where leaders, that's where leaders, they were, he was a political leader. He didn't gain so much popularity that they done voted him in office. He had a position among them. Oh, God help us. I'm going to tell you, you're going to get in bad shape when you fail in your devotions, when you have fleshly desires that trump what God wishes. Amen. And then he had foolish decisions. According to Luke uh, in Genesis 13 and verse number 12, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent. He looked there, he lingered there, he lived there. And I'm going to tell you what else he did. I didn't say it a while ago. He lost everything because of there. See, that's what sin does. It don't quit. It wants you to look at it. Them, y'all, oh man, y'all act like y'all ain't listening to me preach. I'm gonna have to amen myself. Come on down here. Hey man, preacher, preach on. Hey man, y'all know I'm right. Here's what sin does. When, when, when girls want guys to look at them, they start wearing less and less clothes. Y'all know I'm right. Amen. And when guys want girls and they got them pecs and them biceps working, they'll wear less and less clothes. Because lust always looks and, and a lingering look creates a lustful heart. And if you're not, if you're not careful, you'll start living where you used to be lusting. Yeah, y'all know I'm right. That's why Jesus said, he that looks on a woman has already, with lusting, has already committed adultery in his heart. Yeah, man, that's why you don't need to be going down to mayonnaise aisle if you don't need mayonnaise just to follow that girl's got them tight britches on. Preach on, preacher. Y'all know I'm right. Preach on, preacher. Amen. Foolish decisions. Fleshly desires. Failing devotions. He regarded, he had, he had almost, almost like Brother Frank, he, he had no regard for where he was going to raise his kids at. God help you ought to make sure you raise them in the right community. If you got to get three jobs, you ought to raise them in the right community. He was willing 
it, it, so, it so changed his concept. He got so numb to what's going on. He not only let his daughters marry their sons. I'm not making it up. Y'all heard me read it in Genesis 13. He calls them a bunch of devil's brethren. Hold on a minute. It's a bad day in America. He said, Preacher, what's it got to do with us? You better watch it. When your devotions start failing, your fleshly desires starts ruling. Are y'all listening to this preacher? I'm going to tell you what will happen. You'll start making uh, foolish decisions. And before long, you might just look and you might just linger and you might just start living around it. It's a sad day when you get so comfortable that you build a house when, when the angels went down to visit Abraham, guess where, they, guess where he made them a meal at? He made them a meal at his tent because that is a picture of a pilgrim that's not putting, hey man, that's not getting comfortable in a world he don't belong to. But when he gets over to where Lot's at, the Bible says that Lot brings them in his house. Lot makes them, that's the first time you find the word house in your King James Bible. He done got comfortable in that world. He done got comfortable. You better watch it. When you get comfortable hanging around worldly people, I feel like I ought to have more pre- amening up in here. You better be careful when you're more comfortable around worldly crowd and the wicked crowd than you are around the church crowd and God's people. And all God's people said amen. You better make you better make sure you need to do some spiritual checking to make sure why am I so comfortable around wickedness? You're not supposed to be comfortable around wickedness. Preach on, preacher. Hey Amen. I don't care if I do go to college with you. I got a problem. I just found out today. There's this guy I know. He's a he's kind of a manly man. I mean, works out. Every day, just looks manly. Guess who his best friend is? A gay guy. That's weird. Now, y'all, y'all say what you want. Foot, uh, hunting and fishing and manly man. Works every day. Works three jobs. Got a wife and his best friends. Uh, no, some ain't right. Man, hey, hey, I'm getting nervous. I ain't going camping with him. Y'all say amen. I'm getting real nervous around that. You better be careful when you're more comfortable around the wicked and the worldliness of this world. Don't make get, don't put your roots so deep. We supposed to be comfortable here. We're pilgrims. We're citizens of another country. We're getting out of here one day. We don't deserve it, but he's going to pull us out one day. For the fire falls, we going to fly. Hey, man. Amen, that's right. Amen, horn's gone tootin', we gonna scoot. Amen. Boy, he had some, he had some messed up, he regarded, and he, here's, here's what's so bad. Here, here's what's so bad. Lot got so messed up, he was willing to spare his visitors. Y'all, y'all remember what I read, don't you? He's willing to spare his visitors and sacrifice his daughters. He had a desire to satisfy sinners, knowing it was going to sabotage his own spouse. Are, are y'all listening to this preacher? He had, 
First of all, he's pretty messed up. He's done living there. He's lingering there. He's a leader there. <laughs> he's sitting in the gate. They come to him and start pressing. And here's what's wild. He said they surrounded the house. It started out saying to me, and then it said to people, and then it said young and old. Well, the young one learned what they, how, how they're living and what they're doing from the older people. Amen. But be real careful talking about this new generation. They might be following the example that's been set. Preach on, preacher. Woo! It's preaching time. Amen. Y'all know I'm right. And here's what's happening, Brother Doug. Here's what's happening. He done got so comfortable, they're in-laws with sodomites. In-laws with them. I don't know why. I don't know why his daughters married a son and had, he had a son-in-law. It wasn't a daughter marrying another woman because he called him a son-in-law. I don't know why she'd want to marry. Said the men of the city. Said all the people. Said young and old. Probably their, uh, his own son-in-laws their head man, their husbands is out there trying to lay with them new, them pretty face, them beautiful angels, them new men in the city. Send them men out here so we can know them. That's the same word where it's used, where it says Adam knew Eve and then they had a child. Everybody know what the word know means in the Bible? Said they wanted to know them. They wanted to sodomize them. He's more, he, and here's what he said, Brother Scott. He said, I've got some virgin girls here. And, and y'all can do with them what you want to. I'm gonna give them up, but don't do this to my, don't do this to the men that came under my roof. Well, I'm thinking myself, they visiting. Them daughters is living there. Now you supposed to be protecting them. And their virginity don't mean no more than that. You just gonna let them ravish them and rape them, do whatever they's gonna do. And they so wicked. They so wicked, they didn't want the daughters, they wanted the men. So the angels pulled him in there because they're fixing to grab him. And the Bible said he struck the, the angels struck the people pressing on the door blind. And they so wicked, they blind and still trying to satisfy. You know why? Sin don't know when to quit. I don't know why Christians can't see the warning signs, the caution careful while you travel signs, watch where you're going signs. We care more about listening to the global positioning system than God's positioning system. I read about a girl who, who was, y'all probably seen this. Hey, some boy got an award because these girls were following the GPS global positioning system and it said turn right and it went right off a pier and, and, and about drowned. Well, we just following the GPS. I wanted to say, uh, well, somebody check her IQ, amen. I wanted to say that. But that's the way people are. They don't care. As long as somebody's whispering in their ear, they gonna follow every, why don't you follow what God said? Why don't you just scooch up to God and let him guide your steps and tell you where to turn and tell you where to go and tell you the points of interest where you ought to stop in every once in a while. Oh my, amen. And in spite of every bit of that, he had a favored deliverance. Amen. Abraham prayed. He interceded for him in chapter 18. 
he come up to the Lord. Now, now the Lord's come down to Abraham. He's going to have a special meeting over at Abraham. He's a believer. Amen. He walks by faith. He's made righteous by faith. So the Lord's going to show up with his angels. He's going to show up down at Abraham's house, and he's going to talk about a miraculous birth. A baby's on the way. <laughs> hey, man, supernatural birth. Oh, yeah, pointing to another one. I ain't got time to deal with that, but praise God. And they have a meal about it. And he's telling them about blessings. He's telling about the blessing of his, of his seed. He's telling about the birth of a baby. And when them angels get on their task, he pulls back aside, talk to the believer, and tell him about something bad that's fixing to happen down there at Sodom and Gomorrah. So Abraham does whatever Christian ought to do. He goes to interceding on the behalf of people in there. He's got Abraham and Lot. He's got sons in laws, grandson in laws. He's got granddaughters that's already married. He's got two other granddaughters that live in that, or, or granduncle daughters, or however. He kind of adopted Lot and brought him in when his brother died. So he's thought of him as a son. He's been on the travels with him. And, and look, he said, I, if, What if it's 50? What? And he gets down to 10. He said, Lord, would you spare that city for 10? If it's just 10, would you spare the city? Lord said, if he's 10 down there, I'll spare the city. They wasn't even 10. I'm thinking in my mind, reading between the lines, he must have known he had about 10 people in his family. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he must have known he worked it down there. You know how we try to do the Lord. We try to bargain and chip with him. He worked him down there to 10, and he said, Lord, if there's 10 in there, but they, they wasn't even 10. Y'all stay with me. Amen. I think about the setting of the text. The saint that slid backward in the text. He's lost his witness. He goes and tries to warn his sons-in-law. And they, and according to the Bible in Genesis 19, 14, Lot, when he got down there, here's what happened. They said he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. Man, he's lost his witness. He's going to lose his wife. He's going to lose the other women in his life, his two daughters. He's going to lose everything. Here's what happens with sin. Sin causes conflict, and you separate from them that's godly because you want to feel comfortable in your wickedness. So it causes conflict. And then what happens is you start feeding you start chastising what's right and start just feasting on everything that's wrong. And you start getting comfortable around sin. But sin will always cost you more than it ever gives you. You better believe that. Lot's getting rich. He's become a leader. He's got a house. Everybody else that he knows his family and all his kinfolk living in tent. He's got it made down there, but he's going to lose everything, everything. They living in a city that's fixing to go up in smoke. And I don't know why we get so attached to this world. This thing's fixing to go up in smoke one day. Hey, man, we're going to soar out of here. This place is going to go up in smoke. Don't love the world and the things in the world. Hey, man, we getting out of here one day. Y'all know I'm right. Old Lot was turned into a pauper. His son-in-laws were penalized for lack of witness. His wife would become petrified. His daughters were perverted. And his heritage was prevented. Everything that came from the incestual relationship, I'm going to tell you what he did. 
He was wicked in his witness, and he was a drunkard in the house. His daughters got him drunk. Sure did. Got him drunk, Brother Scott. Why'd, where'd they even find liquor at? Must have grabbed it from Daddy's cabinet when they walked out. I don't know where they found liquor. They running for the life. It ain't like they're going to say, hold up, angel, let me use this hand, grab me a bottle of fifth of Jack Daniels. It ain't like they're going to do that. I, I know this, I know this, brother, I know this, brother Doug. They got their daddy so drunk, their hair, his heritage was prevented. His seed became the Ammonites and the Moabites, the arch enemies of God. They were known as a type of the flesh. Everything that God wanted to do, they, his, whole, his whole heritage is going to fight against it. Boy, he lost more than he ever gained down there. I thought about the sovereign in the text. Thought about the saint in the text, the setting of the text. But let me get, let me share three things with you. I'm going to let you go. The swindled in the text. Her name, we don't know. All she's known as is Lot's wife. You know what's an amazing thing, brother, brother Scott? It never dawned on me. Nobody does God say remember except for Lot's wife. He don't say remember Abraham, the father of faith. He don't say remember Isaac. He don't say remember Jacob. He don't say remember Joseph. He don't even say remember Mary, the one that carried me in her womb for nine months. He don't say that. But you know what he does say? Remember Lot's wife. Now you know what's, what's messed up about Lot? We know, we know Lot lost his witness, lost everything he had in his world, lost his wife, and he lost the other women in his life. He's lost everything. We don't know if he had grandchildren. Probably didn't have grandchildren. They weren't interested in women anyway. Hey, man, probably didn't have no grandchildren, but he lost it all. When I think about, it don't even say remember Lot. It don't say remember Abraham. It don't, what about all them? What about, it don't say that. It said remember Lot's wife. So why does it say remember Lot's wife? I think it's a warning. Jesus reminds us in Luke chapter 17, verse number 32, remember Lot's wife. It says in the text, in the book of Genesis, that when she looked back, she became a pillar of salt. She was an instantaneous monument of somebody who was double-minded. She became an instant monument of a hey man of someone who was double-minded and double-hearted. He warns us, the Lord warns us. He said, you need to remember. Now, I, there's things that we need to remember. We need to remember the Lord's Supper and in doing, we take the Lord's Supper and doing that, we do it in remembrance of Him. But besides that, no other person besides what the Lord did for us and remembering His sacrifice and, and the fact that He came into this world, He tells us, He warns us to remember Lot's wife. He's talking to, he's talking to us. He's talking to a crowd of religious people. In Luke 16, he's just dealt with hell in Luke 16. Now he's in Luke 17, and he's talking, and he said, remember Lot's wife. She had a problem with her faith. You know what she, why she had a problem with her faith? 
She did, she did not believe. Now you're going to read people and you're going to listen to people and they're going to say, Lot's, well, I believe Lot's wife, I, I believe she's saved. You know, I, surely, surely she was saved. Surely she was saved. Well, if she was saved, she was destroyed by looking back at the city that God destroyed. So let's say, for the sake of argument, she is saved. She got destroyed with the wicked. She had a problem with her faith. Her faith was disbelief. You know what the Lord said? He said, when you get out of this city, don't turn around and look back. Now, some of y'all are probably thinking, well, what? I don't see what the big deal is. It just said she looked. She could have took a glance. That ain't what it, that ain't what it means. When it, see, she had a problem with her faith. She didn't believe. She is, here's, here's what's wild. Here's, here's what I believe. She has some disbelief going on. She's a picture of a double-minded. God set her up as a monument and said, we need to remember her. She's trying to straddle the fence. She's married to Lot, who evidently is saved, man. She was raised and brought up for years around Abraham. You can be raised in a godly home, married to a person that's going to heaven, and that don't mean one hill of beans about you going to heaven. You got to have personal faith yourself and trust Jesus as your own Savior. Somebody say, your mama can be godly, your daddy can be godly. I mean, you can go to church. I, I know a lot of folks that go to church, they don't let going to church hinder them one bit when it comes to doing what they want to do. They just come to church. They had a problem. She had a problem with her faith. She had a problem with her faith. Until she turned around. She had, that, that word there, turn, it means this. It means to turn and look back, to endeavor to go back. It means to gaze. It means to desire. You know what she was wanting? She was wanting her life back there. She didn't want to be delivered. She was wanting her life back there. I don't know how many people I know that look back. There, she, someone living two lives. That, uh, it's, this is, she's a picture of someone living two lives. Here's what the book says. You can't love, you can't serve God and mammon. You can't love, you're going to have to love the one, despise the other, hold to the one. You're going to have to figure out which one you're going to serve. You can't eat at the table of the Lord and the table of devils. You can't drink from the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You're going to have to figure out what side of the fence you want on, and you're going to have to get there. And all God's people ought to say Amen. Say it one more time in case y'all didn't hear me earlier. Wherever you face, wherever your face is fixed, that's where your feet will fall. Wherever your face is, is, is locked in on, better watch it, that's where you're going to start walking in. Amen. We say, well, that monument's not there. Winds come, rains come. It's all, many people say the Dead Sea is, I, I don't. Here's what I do know, Brother Scott. The monument of her being a pillar of salt is gone, but the memory of her mess is forever engraved in God's eternal word. And he told us when we remember some, somebody outside of him, world, we better remember Lot's wife. You can sit in church, carry a King James Bible, wire a tie. If you're a girl, have dressed so long, it sweeps the dust balls off the floor. Get baptized in every baptistry from here to Timbuktu. And if you don't know the Lord, you're going to bust hell wide open. Y'all know that's right. 
you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to ask God to forgive you of your sins. Call on Jesus. Ask him to come in your heart. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord, he died and God raised him from the dead. And amen, thou shalt be saved. Well, who, preacher? It don't matter what color you are. don't matter how, how, how long you've been in sin, what kind of sin you've been in. Hey, there's an exit ramp. His name's Jesus. You don't have to go the broad way. It leads to the wide gate. You can go the narrow way. It leads to the straight gate. There's hope for everybody. Amen. God's not willing that any parents but all come to repentance. God so loved the world that gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. Boy, ain't you glad of that. If it wasn't for that whosoever business, that meant a lot of us wouldn't even have no opportunity. Amen. She turned back. There's folks still doing that today, trying to serve two masters. Her faith was a problem. Disbelief. Her faith was a problem. Disobedience. You find yourself always wanting to go back. There might be something wrong with you. Amen. But she failed in her future. She had no focus. You know what? That's amazing. Because of that, it deceived her. She thought what she was leaving behind was worth more than what the sovereign had in the future. She lost it. When she lost I know it's, she was sabotaged by a man that lived wicked. She failed in her faith, disbelief, failed, failed in her face. Listen, disobedience. Man, when you fail in your future and fail looking at what God's got, I need to keep focus on what's right and do what's right. See, she, she's like a lot of people who profess to know God. She's deceived. She professes no God, but in works day and night, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. That's what Titus tells us. Paul writing Titus says, hey, abominable and disobedient, they, they want every wicked thing. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. Here's what James said. You say you got faith? Prove it. Let me see your faith. Faith that's on the inside produces itself on the outside. Amen, preacher. I'm going to tell you what sin will do. It'll creep up on you. It won't give up. It'll keep hammering you. It'll keep, it's, 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 like, it's like having a high blood pressure. People have strokes. Blood pressure gets so high, some of them have a stroke. First sign of a stroke is when you have a stroke, most of the time. A stroke. Blood pressure got too high. Things get, that's why sin is. It's a silent killer. It sneaks up on you. You think you've got it under control, but it's really got you in control. You think you can handle it, but it's really handling you. Y'all right? Are y'all listening to me? It ain't. You say, preacher, you got to live in the world. You got to be around the world. I know. You live in the world. You can't keep birds flying over your head, but you don't have to build a nest so they can. Park them in your garage. Somebody say amen. I know you're around it, but you ain't got to be involved in everything that goes on. They'll sneak up, sin will, and drag you down. And man, remember Lot's wife. That would be bad if that was the end of the story, but that ain't the end of the story. I've already bumped it, but let me say, closing. Victor, if you would, come up here. Here's what happened. There's another remember in this text. God and the midst of destroying Sodom and Gomorrah, raining, raining hell down on them, fire, 
and brimstone, sulfur. Picture of his vengeance of eternal fire on ju and judgment on the condemnation of sin. He said, I did, I'm going to do in hell to people that reject me and sinners what I did to Sodom and Gomorrah. I did to Sodom and Gomorrah to what I'm going to do. They are a picture of what's going to happen. That's what he said. Is everybody with me? And here, here's what happened. Here's, here, here's, here's what the text says. It's what blows my mind, Brother Scott. If that would have been the only remember, we'd be sad. But in Genesis 19, 29, here's what it says. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham. Woo! 